If you're like us here on The Album Argument, you don't just like a great album, you also like the theater. Well, if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area, be sure to get your tickets now for Main Street Theater's production of Kodachrome, a play written by Adam Simkovitz and directed by Carrie Harris. Tickets can be purchased online at MainStreetTheater.org. Kodachrome is a dramedy about love, lost, and moving on. Our very own Ryan Stroud is even in this play. Kodachrome will be at the Tucker Recreation Center every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 20th through November 4th. So, get your tickets now for Kodachrome by visiting MainStreetTheater.org. That's M-A-I-N-S-T-R-E-E-T-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot O-R-G. This link will also be in this episode's show notes. Welcome out there to another awesome episode of the Album Argument Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so happy to have you with us today on this wonderful, wonderful fall, autumn day where maybe you just need some cool synth pop dance music to get you going. I don't know. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I think it's a good album, a great album to maybe celebrate episode 60, maybe. Hey, number 60. Congratulations, Jeremy Dudman. Congratulations, Ryan Stroud. Hey, Plus a few mini-sodes. It's kind of like 60. Yeah, mini-sodes are in their own thing. But if you're looking at this number, yes, we're to episode 60. And so, you know, we've really appreciated everybody's feedback and... uh, uh, likes and downloads and sharing and all of that yeah. and um i think we've been on an indie kick recently we didn't mean we for have. this we, yeah that was totally unintentional but it did happen because you know we swap albums we give we do it in batches if you yep. haven't realized so we do maybe a couple albums together so that's actually four if you do the math so we do a few albums at the same time and uh yeah we've got a uh let's say this final batch of indie yeah. that we know of right now and it's a good one. It's a good one. But before we get into it, I do want to take a moment to quickly announce that, you know, since we were talking about albums that are coming up and stuff like that, uh, if in case you did not hear it in the last mini-sode, my next two picks for uh, for Jeremy to listen to that will be coming out in, the, what, another month or so are both submitted from users on our Facebook page. And I, I, I really appreciate them. And we'll talk more a little bit. We'll give their names out a little bit later. Uh, when we record those episodes, one is Toadie's Rubberneck, and the other is The Clash London Calling. And again, these are both given to us or suggested to us by our Facebook group. So thank you very much to our listeners out there for suggesting these. We really do appreciate it. And I'm actually kind of excited to uh, present Jay with uh, with albums that I actually haven't really fully invested into as well. So. I'll go ahead and say the same. So yeah. we'll, we'll be learning together, whether learning to like it or learning to not like it. Yeah, this is actually, this is kind of cool. So yeah, look forward to those episodes as they come out in the future. Yeah. And so... Um yeah, thanks for that. We're, you yeah. know, if, uh, as we're uh, enjoying our coffee, just want another last little plug for if any of those coffee brewers are out there. We got to have somebody that listens that owns a coffee company, right? Yeah. Or, or should we just do it ourselves? Maybe this Maybe. is our uh, side gig. Or, Album or Argument gig. Coffee. Album Argument Coffee, right? Keep, <laughs> keep you up for listening to music, something like a, list, a music thing. I we'll don't put, know. Anyways. We'll put John Cusack's face from High Fidelity like <laughs> on the front of it. <laughs> Until he sues, but uh, yeah, yes. oh yeah, but um, yeah. So Ryan, this was this week was your pick, yeah. to give to me for episode sixty. So yep. what, what is it? What I have to give you here is just beautiful electro dance pop from the Postal Service. Yes, we're talking about the album Give Up, released on Sub Pop Records back in two thousand and three, and self produced 
by the band. Crazy. Now, this is kind of a cool story. I'm going to talk really a little bit about the name here just for a second. First off, uh, the Postal Service is made up of Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie, who I, I like Death Cab. I mean, there's a, a couple songs out there I'm a really big fan of. I'm not a huge fan of their albums, but I do like like a, a good good handful of songs. Uh, and Jimmy Tamborello? Tamborello? Yes. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Jimmy, I'm really sorry if I'm not. Uh, he is with the group Dental, uh, and which is more of like electropop as well. And then, of course, a little bit later on coming into the band, Jenny Lewis, who we have discussed on episode number two. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenny Lewis wasn't an original part of the band, but she came in later. Uh, and I think, I think that actually came from um, the band having another singer named Jen Wood uh, participate on a song. And then they realized, oh my gosh, we need this more female vocal showing up here on this record. And so they got Jenny Lewis, who is a very good friend of the band, a uh, very good friend of Ben Gibbard and Jimmy. As and well. at the time she was in Rilo Kiley. Yeah, at the time she was in Rilo Kylie and also had, I think, was working on her solo record. Or as you said, Rilo, Rilo Keeley? I thought it was, Ry- yeah, Rilo Keeley or something like that. Sorry, that was a long time that ago. That was a long time sorry, ago. Sorry, sorry, sorry to jump there. in. So again, this was released on Sub Pop Records. I don't know. Can you name another band that was released on Sub Pop that was really cool? I admit that I just saw this in an article. So uh, no, Ryan. I can't. <laughs> I, I happened to just read this the other what day. What about Nirvana? Nirvana, yes. Nirvana. Little old man out of Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Did you ever notice that in the In Bloom music video, the guy, when he announces, when he introduces Nirvana, he actually calls them Nirvana? That was, Nirvana. That, that is right up Nirvana's alley. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, and so, in bloom the whole song the media. Oh yeah. so anyways but yes yeah so sub pop records is a cool record company based out of seattle as you were saying and this fits this very much fits as a sub pop artist if you if you like sub pop records there you know or this album you'll like sub pop records pretty much a little different from bleach little Nirvana, yeah yeah but little. it is still up sub pop totally. alley now they got the name the postal service because uh ben gibbard and jimmy were basically mailing each other uh, either hard drives or CDRs and stuff of different music that they were working on and they would change things or add to it and mail it back to each other. And they just decided, Hey, let's just call ourselves the postal service. Well, of course the U S government was like, ah, you can't do that. So they actually reached an agreement with each other. They did. So they're allowed to use the name, the postal service, which I guess is trademarked technically by the U S government. Wow. I did not know this. And the U S post office service, uh, sold the record, this record on their website for a while as well. So that's kind of cool. They reached an agreement. Everything's cool. Now the postal service is in, but what was really funny is one of the songs, such great heights was used as a FedEx commercial. Like a song for them. So it's kind of kind of hilarious how that worked out. I mean, hey, they didn't own the rights to the songs. So no. They, that was a good lawyer, uh, good good bidding on yeah. that part, the band's part. But this album kind of was like an indie darling. And, uh, you know, it did re- uh, reach number 114 on Billboard's Top 200, which I find to be really, really cool. But again, they send music to each other and they made this awesome record i mean like absolutely awesome singles off this record included such great heights the district sleeps alone tonight and we will become silhouettes it did reach platinum status it did this record reached platinum status which is really cool for an indie record and for sub pop records it is the second best-selling album that they've released only behind nirvana's bleach nice 
Sorry, I just happened to see that the other day. But we'll talk about why I yeah. saw that. This is a mixture of Indie-tronica, Indie-pop, and synth-pop. And I just, I don't know. I love this album. I think it's great. And I, I wanted to give it to you for a long time. But I was I was waiting for what I felt like that was the right moment. And uh, so, Jay, tell us, have you heard of this album? Have you heard any of these songs before? What's your thoughts? Pick the best and worst song. So I have not been living under a rock, so I've heard of the Postal Service, yes. Hey um, I've actually been there and mailed stuff, too. <laughs> right. Stood in line forever and mailed stuff, yes. Attempted. I've also walked into the post office and walked away yeah. because of the lines. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyways, but yeah, I couldn't, before you gave this to me, I couldn't tell you the name of this album, Give Up, so I had no idea. I do not own it. I will probably buy it. I think hey! it's really good. Yeah, I think I should own it. Yes, you um, should. Everybody should own this. I can't believe that it's 20 years old at this point, right? Yeah. 2003. Yeah. So that's why I know of this information because they're actually touring on this right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they touring are. half, uh, whatever the Death Cab album came out the same year, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, give up. I honestly, I don't even know what transatlantic So I'm not a big fan of, I, I, I wasn't a big fan at the time. So I knew in, in school, high school, everybody said, oh, Death Cab for Cutie. And that was kind of like, kind of the, it at the time was like an emo, moody. Indie band. Indie band that just wasn't me. I remember Death Cab posters showing up in like episodes of like Dawson's Creek or yeah, Gilmore it, Girls or something like that. I didn't watch those shows, but I was like, oh, hey, look at that. You heard of it from a friend, yeah. right? Yes, you didn't yeah, watch from it. A friend. From a friend. Uh, so I think at the time, I just wasn't, it wasn't on my radar, Death Cab, in terms of, I was like, no, I'm into the rock stuff. It needs a little bit more edge. Now, since then, you know, I've grown to appreciate a lot of the quieter yeah, songs. Of uh, but also they've had some cool grooves and some louder songs that I also appreciate that as well. I think one of the, the greatest... Uh, one of the best songs written in this recent history is uh, I Will Follow You Into the Dark, yep. which is a Death Cab song. And it's just, it's glorious. Yeah, that's it's, got a cool story. They're just like, here's yeah. a new song. Let me put up a mic yeah. and record it. So it's very raw recording. So, so. beautiful. So I wasn't, uh, I mean, I've been familiar with them. So, you know, I've, I've grown to appreciate it. And so I've probably, I mean, you if you've been anywhere, you've heard such great heights. Now I admit and maybe somebody else out there too. Hopefully I'm not the only one. I kind of get confused because maybe it was like a rumor thing. Did they write such great heights or did Iron and Wine write such great heights? And I get confused. I, I admit. They wrote it. They wrote it. So Iron and Wine has a tendency of coming behind people and re-recording and covering their stuff and then, you know, changing it just enough to make it like their own. Yeah. Because they've done that to uh, other stuff as well. And yeah, Iron and Wine, take a back seat. Okay, leave it alone. But it almost sounds like that was the original, and then they did like an electronic interpretation of it. So anyway, so I get kind of confused. So give props to the Postal Service. And uh, so that's a great song. So such great heights. Of course, knowing Jenny Lewis, didn't really know she had a tie to this album until, Mm -hmm. you know, recently looking into it. I watched some recent tour videos. It's really cool. So they wear like black on stage for Death Cat for Cutie, and then they take a break. I mean, Ben Giver, I mean, singing what an hour for each two yep. hours each night. And then they wear all white and they come out as a postal service. That's yep. really cool. So we should, should have gone to that show. We should have. I mean, it, it's, it's a great idea. Um, moment so anyways, lost. moment loss. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so I think it's a great album. It's very difficult. And again, I, I said that I'll probably buy it. I just, everybody should own this. It's, yes. it's an indie classic at this point that I think once I got into college, Soon after, you know, working at a, an indie venue that everybody knew this. 
And yeah. Oh, it yeah. started influencing. And I'll say so much so that I didn't even own it because at the time we didn't have streaming. You had to have a CD or vinyl, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Such Great Heights influenced me without even having it because it has this album has that electronic element. So when I was doing kind of getting into production, I started doing some electronic stuff with the rock side and I was kind of subconsciously, I would say copying it, but not the, just the, the, the aura and the, the vibe and the feeling of it. And so I had some songs that I, looking back, I go, oh, that's where it came from. <laughs> it was this album. I probably yeah. knew it at the time, but didn't really express it because I wasn't listening to it. You know, I actually wrote an article, um, not to, to piggyback a little bit off of you there. I wrote an article for some publication thing, and it was like the best emo albums from 2000 to 2005 that had come out. And this actually ranked at number two on mm. my list, behind only behind Dashboard Confessionals, The Places You've Come to Fear the Most. And I remember I got a little bit of pushback because they're like, oh, it's not emo. And I'm like, well, it's this indie it's emo, very emo feel. It's very emo. Um, and I'm like, but I said, but out of these two records, the one and two, it said, even though this one was listed at number two, this one's going to last. Oh, yeah. The and, influence yeah. and everything. Yes. And it has lasted and it has influenced people who my wife recognized songs and she doesn't know who they are at all. You know, and yeah. she's like, oh, I've heard that before. I heard it on this TV show or I heard it on this commercial and. Or I've heard it in a grocery store. This album has lasted. Yeah. So there's a good chance that you have actually heard this record if you've never heard this record. Yeah. And I could be wrong that with Death Cab for Cutie that, because I don't know a lot of the catalog as much as I should, but I want to just go out there and say they've probably, he's probably been, has made more money off of this album than some of the Death Cat for Kitty albums. Oh, yes, definitely. Guaranteed. Because uh, just the advertising, merchandise, not merchandising, but advertising alone or licensing of certain songs here has made them money continuously over the years. Yeah, so it's crazy. I mean, they struck gold with this. Uh, just want to throw in two cents, you know, just a sign of the times. So if we created a band today, would our band name be called like Google Drive? It, it, that or, or Dropbox email service, you know, or yeah, Dropbox, or, Gmail, or we the cloud. <laughs> so it's it's just crazy. A sign of the times they're called the postal service, and it's crazy that they swap songs this way. Um, that's how we did things back then. That's awesome. You still kind of can't you do still it. Still technically you can can, ship hard yeah. drives and all that. Anyway, so um, also so the electronic influence subconsciously, I was influenced, maybe still today, and then also that widespread of the vocals. Yeah. So like such great heights. I'll go ahead and say, I don't know if that's, that's probably the best song. So I'll just get to say, that's probably the best song. It's the most, the most recognized song. It's the best well-written song. I mean, like from a pure pop standpoint. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think I like maybe just because it's been over, not overplayed, but I've heard it so many times now listening to the album. I don't necessarily always listen to that, but just saying the the production on that, for example, it's, it's got a cool, like his, his vocals on slightly one side, let's yes. say like 10 o'clock the first verse, and then it goes to two o'clock, almost like a call and response. Like yes. it could be two voices. And then the chorus comes in and it's that wide indie vocals. And I remember hearing stuff like that going, I need to do that. Yeah. And then now yeah. everybody does. It. Everybody I'm not saying does this it. is the first band that's done it, but this, this might be, uh, you know, in terms of production that now every rap, every pop, everything is just oh, every, yeah. double is pan copied. vocal. So if you listen to Such Great Heights, so there's no lead vocal in the middle. It's just vocal on the sides. And so I remember trying to copy that going, how do I get that sound and things like that? So I'll just jump in and say Such Great Heights, the production and everything. Uh, it's got guitar in it, even though it's electronic. 
it's probably the best song. Now, I might have a pick for a song that I enjoy more now, yeah, but I'll totally. just go and say Such Great Heights. I mean, it's classic on Spotify. We're looking at right now plays for this song is in the 153 million. See, I would have guessed a billion and a billion. Right. So at least the Spotify, I don't know if they reset these numbers or whatever, you know, and this wasn't streamed since 2003, Yeah. but everything else, let's see the highest plays on any other song. What do I see? This first song. So it's the first song. Typical always has a few more oh, plays because yeah. yeah. it's the first song, 47 million. So it's a good 100 million difference. This yeah. song versus the rest. So I think everybody else, I should say, having not, because I don't own it, you're all crazy, should listen to the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. And maybe now it's touring after 20 years, the anniversary, maybe they'll get some more, probably some play out of that. Yep. And some, so I think it's very warranted that everybody should listen to this. So such great heights, great production, great pan vocals. Now maybe we're kind of going back to like over earbuds, headphone days that maybe you yeah. find a new appreciation for this. So listen to it on headphones. Sounds great. District Sleeps Alone starts really cool. I mean, they're all great. Um, I think the most clever song is actually, actually Clark Gable. Is that your pick? I think right now. Yeah, I'm going to okay. pick Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Uh, it's kind of upbeat. It's got interesting, unique lyrics in terms of, you know, it's an emo song that mm-hmm. having a love for somebody but they're going to film a scene and kiss her like Clark Gable would. Mm-hmm. And it even has like the slap from the slate and it's an instrument in it and it's got cool snare at the end. So it's, it's a really cool song that I song. found now Yeah, because you look like Clark Gable. And, um, but yeah, when you look at the lyrics, I'm like, this is odd, but kind of cool. The marker snaps and I held quiet on the set. great it is very good yep um i think though the best one of the best moments of the album i mean this this is coming from me again that i didn't really know the album so just kind of gushing over here i think one of the best moments of the album though is in nothing better so i like the song clark gable but in nothing better the second verse when jenny lewis comes in is it jenny lewis no okay it's not jenny lewis she sings it live now she does she sings it it live now it is jen the other it is jen wood it sounds very similar to jenny lewis though. yes it does but jen wood is uh she was uh she was in a band for many years released a few records she's a solo artist now but yes it is jen wood and again i think that that's when they did this song they asked her to do it she filled in and that's when they realized oh my gosh we need something that is more prevalent and constant so So the first verse is all from the male perspective yep right ben's voice and then she goes and he says you know oh we're so in love this and then she goes i feel i must interject here yep and then she goes whoa 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 it's not quite like that yep
So the reason why I didn't pick that song, the production, it, some of the production on here, I mean, it's indie, but some of the, the, the sounds are at this point sounding a little dated. It is very modern, but that has like a, a bit crushing, that's got a, a ringing keys in that that I don't always like that kind of drives me crazy in terms of the production side. But then the, the lyrics are very well thought out, very clever for nothing better. That yeah, that's like the best part of the album when she comes in. So I'm gonna tell you that is my pick for Ooh. the best song. I've loved that song since day one. Uh, I have a little story to go with it if that's okay. Yeah. So I was I was dating this girl and you know and this was our breakup song essentially. Uh, but it's kind of like we we like so I I was into her you know or she was into me and I wasn't fully into her. So she tells me and I'm like, ah, you know, it's whatever. And then, you know, we dated for a little bit and then we kind of split. And then I realized while she was gone, I was like, oh man, this, I really like this girl. You know, like, what was I thinking? So I go back to her and I'm like, Hey, what about this? And she's like, no, I'm not into you anymore. <laughs> like we moved on. Like we dated, we had our moment and it's over. So that was like us. That was our breakup song essentially. And you know, in the, in the, at the moment, of course I'm devastated, but like as time's gone on, it's like, oh, thank goodness that that did not work out. You know, we would have been a mess. However, it is interesting how that, like the whole setup and stuff is like, that's us. Like, you know, like I'm talking about, Hey, we're good for these reasons. And she's like, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> so I think lyrically, that's why. So nothing better. And Clark Gable, yeah. like lyrically, they're, they're, they're incredible great. songs. I would say if I was going to see them and we went to the concert now, I'd be most excited to hear yeah. nothing better live because it might sound a little different and a little bit more. Yeah. I hate to say modern, just I don't like some of the sounds. A little cleaned that. up more. Yeah. And and you're right. If you go on YouTube and look up the stuff, uh, there's there's videos of, of Jenny Lewis singing this, and she does a killer, phenomenal job. I mean, uh, but I think there's something about Jen Wood's voice on this that's just incredible. Sounds great. Yeah. And I'm glad that they kept her in there, even though Jenny kind of joined the group. They still kept Jen Wood's vocal in, yep. the, in the recording. Yep. Um, but yeah, the lyrics are great throughout. I mean, I played such great heights. That's, I mean, the lyrics are pretty cool from there. It's oh, yeah. a, it's a, it's an interesting way. That's why I would say it is emo because the vocals, I'm guessing they're all Ben's lyrics. Oh yeah. I'm guessing. Right. Yes. And, yes. Uh, Jimmy is not a singer. Yeah. And uh, in terms of lyrics too, that I doubt Correct. he's probably didn't do this much of the lyrics that Ben's lyrics here. It's, it's very unique perspectives yes. and unique ways. Cause you can only say, I love you and I need you so many times, so Correct. many ways and so to be able to express it in these ways, it's just refreshing. Yeah. Right? Having yeah, listened to typical pop songs, if you listen to this, it is very mature. And uh, yeah, they hit out of the park. This district sleeps alone tonight. Such great heights. Nothing better. Clark Gable. If I have to pick a song that I don't like as much, I can't really. Because yeah, I think it's, it's actually it's very really, tough. Big, really good. I'm not going to pick the one that you might think I would pick in terms of natural anthem. You think I might pick that one? That's one I had you pinned for picking. Yeah, you thought I would pick, but then the vocals come in. I think I think it's really cool though. I think it's it's nice that it's a final song. The so one- I'll just go ahead and say that that's my pick for the worst song, and only because I feel like that's more of a live song. Yeah, like it works more live than it does true. on this record. So yeah. so let's listen to that. So I mean, let's go I, ahead and listen. I, to I, I don't bit. think you're wrong, but I think you're wrong. Okay.
I mean, you're the one that opened the door and brought it up. So I'm just going to say it doesn't fit the album. I think it does more than the no. song I'm going to pick. No, it doesn't. I think lyrically it fits. Lyrically it fits, but not the music. And that's what I'm saying. This is, this is better live. Maybe this is a song they walk out to yeah, or something, no. but like it doesn't, I, I do not listen to this song. I pass it every time. I would listen to it because I think it does fit. It has some of the same elements, the the kind of distorted keys, affected right, keys compared to, whatever. again, I had difficulty. So I was like, do I pick that one? But then the one that sticks out more to me, now it kind of grows. Okay. And it's still awesome. And lyrically, it's cool. But to me, it doesn't fit as much. Okay. And you're going to di- hate me for it. And yep. out there too, I'm sorry, is This Place is a Prison. This place is a prison And these people aren't your friends Inhaling thrills through $20 bills And the tumblers are drained and then flooded So it pains me to pick that because out of all the albums that we've done and I've had to pick a song, maybe a few weeks ago I had to pick one on Lord's album too, but this one pains me because I think it's a really cool song. Like even in my show notes, I say awesome. Yeah. But just slightly doesn't fit. And it grow it takes a while and it everything's kind of positive sounding. And this one is very dark and almost like climbing up the walls, radiohead sounding that it just is a little disjunct when it gets to what track eight and then brand new colony comes in natural natural anthem. So that's no, why I, I had to pick you. that. Well, let's let's listen to a little bit of Brand New Colony then. Let's throw that in there since it's in the middle of those. Such a good song. Yeah, very happy, uplifting, even though it might all be kind of slightly sad lyrics yeah. here and there. But I think, yeah, that kind of picks it up. And the natural anthem, it's kind of different, but I think it still does fit because it's uplifting. And if I'm putting this album on, I'm kind of doing that dance. I got like you. Like we talked about a dance album. Yeah. And then when it gets to This Place is a Prison again, it's a cool song. It's kind of a downer. And then it picks back up. I think it still works, but okay. I got what you're saying. It It makes sense. It It, it makes sense. It just doesn't fit for me, but I'm not going to throw a chair at you for that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) But there's also one other thing that I should have mentioned. There's cool reverbs throughout. That's very indie that it's got, it's, it's very popular now. So if you look at music production, big reverb, less reverb, big reverb, less reverb. I think we're in a big reverb stage. Yeah, we are. I I like the reverb. I think around this time was not as much reverb. But then all of a sudden, like uh, sleeping in, there's this cool reverb. Like I don't yep. like that song as much as some of the others. Not a bad song. Again, I'm not picking that. But the reverb makes the song is really cool. And even like uh, Brand New Colony has this reverb. So they, yeah. they definitely have a sound that they were going for. And it, it differs between songs. And so it's really cool. They had it out of the park. And it's really cool to see that they're touring now. Yep. And um, people are enjoying it. I think it's a great record. Uh, I think it's one that definitely everybody should be listening to, should hear. Uh, I, I think it's one that has stood the test of time, being that it's, you know, 20 years old. And um, and it still sounds fresh and good. And I think we're going to be saying the same thing about the Lord's Pure Heroine that we covered weeks ago uh, in the same light. 
you know, we already said that was 10 years old. Well, when it hits 20 like this one, we're still going to be saying the same thing. It's still great. It still like holds up. Uh, overall, solid offering from the Postal Service. And to this date, still the only offering from the Postal Service. Yeah. I think aside they, from like a, a, a single EP type I was say a one-off thing. Yeah, and like they a toured a little bit. And then they kind of, I mean, they've got yeah. other things going on. Oh, it's, yeah, they do. And this is not their project. main band. But yeah. maybe it should be. Maybe it should be, right? And um, yeah, everybody should go listen. Uh, thanks for bringing this up because I'll go yeah. buy it. It's, it's really cool. And I should have bought it sooner. I'll have to play you some of the songs that I did. A while ago, and nice. you're like, "Oh yeah, postal service." Ah, uh, yeah, you're. I didn't even, I didn't even mean for it to happen. So I would just say, for rock and roll people like us, for us to, for them to think about creating something like this, that let's say stands the test of time. Yeah. They get some indie people on board. They get some rock and roll people. It's got that. I guess it's the lyrics that we get into it. It's still kind of. It's got guitars. It's uplifting, but also kind of sad, yep. like alternative music is. It's cool. So it's cool. Um, thanks. Yeah. No problem, man. I'm glad you like it. Um, and hopefully everybody out there does too. Go and support the group, the Postal Service. And since this is only their real offering, go listen to Death Cab as well and Dental. Go check them out on tour. Yeah, check them out on tour. Uh, and also check us out at thealbumargument.com or that leak tree thing that Jay talked about in other episodes. All the cool kids are doing. All the cool kids. Find us on the Facebook at the Album Argument. And yeah, like anything else? No, just keep listening to tunes, and uh, we appreciate the suggestions. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Look forward to our upcoming episodes. We look forward to hearing from y'all. And until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. And if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, be sure to get your tickets now for Main Street Theater's production of Kodachrome a play written by Adam Simkovitz and directed by Carrie Harris. Tickets can be purchased online at MainStreetTheater.org. Kodachrome is a dramedy about love, lost, and moving on. Our very own Ryan Stroud is even in this play. Kodachrome will be at the Tucker Recreation Center every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 20th through November 4th. So get your tickets now for Kodachrome by visiting MainStreetTheater.org. This link will also be in this episode's show notes.